0: Hi, I'm Kelly Evans, host of CNBC's The Exchange, and here's what's on my mind. Heads are reeling these days as we've suddenly heard more and more and more hawkish forecasts from the economic community. First, Goldman came out a few weeks ago with a bold call for four rate hikes this year. Speaking on our show the next day, Jamie Dimon said he personally wouldn't be surprised if it were more than that. Then Fed Chair Powell gave his surprisingly hawkish press conference last week, which sent the markets into a tailspin again. And then on Friday, Bank of America suddenly asserted there could be seven rate hikes this year. Seven! It was a forecast so preposterous that few even took it seriously. The Twitter jokes and eye rolls came in fast and furious. But we spoke to B of A's economist Ethan Harris on Friday, who, as I pointed out, is typically one of the least provocative voices on the street. Quote, the last business cycle is the last thing we should be looking at, he told us. I don't view seven hikes as being out of the ordinary. It's just different from the last decade. He added, speaking about how far behind the curve he thinks the Fed is, quote, you can't catch up hiking rates once a quarter. And sure enough, this weekend, Atlanta Fed President Raphael Bostic told the Financial Times he wouldn't rule out a half point instead of a quarter point rate hike this year, quote, if the data say that things have evolved in a way that that move is required or would be appropriate. This, by the way, is something hedge fund manager Bill Ackman first called for a couple weeks ago to quote unquote restore credibility. Bostic added that although his base case is still just for three hikes this year, quote, if moving in successive meetings makes sense, I'll be comfortable with that. It's a lot. <laughs> What's more, Chair Powell seems to want to keep the markets guessing, in part it seems because the Fed itself doesn't yet know what it will do. Forward guidance, a principle set in place by previous Fed chairs Ben Bernanke and Janet Yellen during their tenures in order not to surprise the markets, appears to be dead, wrote strategist Komal Shrikumar in a client note this weekend. It's not the Fed's hawkishness so much as it's unpredictability, he said, that is now the major risk to markets. Now, for most of us who lived through the post-financial crisis decade in markets, it's easy to shrug this all off. We have heard it before, and it never pans out. They all say the Fed has to tighten, they scream about hyperinflation, but in the end, the Fed backtracks every time the markets fall apart. Recall the Fed cut rates in 2019, before the pandemic ever hit, in the very late stages of an expansion. The economy was so fragile for so long, it could barely endure any tightening. But this time is different. And we've all been conditioned to ignore that phrase, jokingly called the four most dangerous words in finance after the famous 2011 Reinhardt Rogoff book called This Time is Different, Eight Centuries of Financial Folly. The twist, though, is that their dire warnings about 90% debt to GDP being a tipping point into negative growth itself was a bit of folly based on bad data that was revealed a couple years later. This time is different, of course, is always true. There are never two identical circumstances. The inflation of the 70s was different from the inflation now. The real estate crash of the late 80s and early 90s was different from the 2006 bubble that sparked the financial crisis. And the financial crisis was totally different from this pandemic, obviously. The post-pandemic period is very different from what we went through last decade. Nominal demand in terms of GDP is far stronger. It was almost 10% last quarter. The unemployment rate is already near historic lows. The prime age employment to population ratio is already back to where it took seven years to reach post-financial crisis. Inflation is clearly going to be higher than target for some time. Goldman just upped its core inflation rate to 3.3% for the U.S. this year. And we should note that the U.S. is in different shape than many other parts of the world. The Euro area, as Goldman notes, still looks much weaker with half the rate of core inflation we're experiencing. Their central bank isn't likely to raise rates as soon, while the UK is expected to have to hike several times this year, ultimately. Even Canada is experiencing higher core inflation, while Japan remains relatively moribund. And as much as that could put upward pressure on the dollar, which is typically a headwind for stocks, it also leaves ample global demand for U.S. Treasuries, which is arguably more important right now. Just look at the auction results last week, where Treasuries saw a massive spike in foreign demand this takes away one of the key concerns major investors like Stanley Druckenmiller have had about a possible spike in rates. So to sum things up, the Fed is in a rush to tighten. It is, after all, still doing quantitative easing. The stock market won't rattle them as much this cycle as it used to. And foreign demand should help keep our rates, especially longer rates, from spiking too much. Expect to hear a lot more about this if the yield curve, the 2s-10s, does invert, as it's already flattened quite considerably. The real question, if it does invert this year, which typically presages a recession, is, is this time different? Thanks for listening, and be sure to follow The Exchange podcast and catch our show live weekdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, only on CNBC. See you then.